Are you sick and tired of ads? Well, this is an ad telling you that you don't need to listen to ads. Stitcher Premium has some of your favorite shows ad-free, like The Joe Rogan Experience, My Favorite Murder, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, and the Marvel Original, Wolverine The Long Night. It also includes early access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, comedy albums, and more. Go to stitcherpremium.com and upgrade your account for only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year. Plus, sign up and use our offer code, CAPED, at checkout and get your first month for free. That's CAPED, C-A-P-E-D, for your first month free. Stitcher Premium. It's like Stitcher, but premium. This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. citizens welcome to the fortress of potitude i'm dave michaels i'm brian betts and we are the cape podcasters and this is the show where we're back we're we're in person we're in person i can see For the you. first time in like 12 weeks there's we're in no person there's no lag other than you know the usual time you use to think of something smart to say exactly and that's like we, <laughs> we edit all that out. it's like five minutes of silence followed by quippy joke quip and we carry on again we As cut the silence because smart in real time, right? Episodes be six hours long. Who's got the time for that? No one's road tripping <laughs> right now. No one. That's true. You can't go anywhere. This is the first time Brian's been back in the fortress since like Toxie Two, maybe. Has it been that long? I oh think my so. God. It's yeah. been a long time. It feels it feels good to be back. It's nice. It's nice to have you back. It got lonely down here. It got oh. real dark. I'm finally dressed for an episode. <laughs> Same. It was real bad. It yeah. was real dark. They, they started lifting restrictions, and we're just going to do this the yeah. safe way, and we're I, here. This I woke up this morning and was like, oh, I had to put pants on today. It is June, the birth month of Roger Ebert. So this month, we are letting his ghost hand select the films that we will be discussing. Yes. The cinema. Roger's- Of garbage In the sometimes. driver's seat. <laughs> Last week, he chose the movie Special. Oh, boy. It was, it was special. For sure. For sure. For sure. This week is chosen 1989's The Punisher, starring Dolph Lundgren. Is it because we said so many times that he likes to punish us? That's got to be it. I swear he listens. He's listening. I don't appreciate this at all. Doesn't he know that's how UB2 came to an end? We took it out back. Office style beat the hell out of it. I feel like it's probably bad juju to uh, smash a Ouija board, though. I feel like that's how like some bad horror movies start. It's got to be a movie called Ouija, right? Where they broke a Ouija board. For sure, there's a movie called Ouija. I don't know if they smashed a Ouija board in it, though. Let me see. That's got to be something. If not, we're going to cancel this episode and start writing We have to start writing right now. Yeah. All the horror tropes. Scary stuff score. I bored myself trying to find it already. I can't believe Uh, it either. (laughs) Uh, A group of friends must confront their most terrifying fears when they awaken the dark powers of an ancient spirit board. That's it. It's just Bud sitting around a table playing Ouija. Yeah. Thrilling. Trying to spell it, I'd assume. Yeah. W- That's the whole e- movie. J-I. You could totally build a plot around that. <laughs> but we use it to talk to Roger Ebert. We do. We just talk to him. He doesn't talk back. He just- Better plot. Ghost hands us a movie, and here we are. Yep. Have you ever seen this version of The Punisher? I've never seen any of The Punisher movies. I assume this is the best one. <laughs> uh, why? Why do you say that? Because uh, I've heard about the, the next two. Well, what are your thoughts on this one? I I liked it actually quite a bit. Yeah, uh, it was it was pretty nostalgic for that that eighties action movie that you don't really get anymore. I completely agree. And you haven't seen this either, right? Never seen it. Never even knew that it existed. To tell you the truth, when yeah. I heard Dolph Lundgren, 
To quote Ron Burgundy, I am fully erect. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. What a choice to play Frank Castle. What a choice ever for anything. Yeah, he's definitely an actor. Uh, he's an interesting dude. Well, he's miscast all the time. Of course. Because he should have starred in the 1984 film, The Adventures of Bucker Banzai. <laughs> Because he is the real life Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah. I had no idea that he was, he has a master's degree in chemical engineering. Yep. And he's also a Fulbright scholar. That's insane. <laughs> Didn't he, he dropped out of MIT to start Start acting. banging Grace Jones. I mean, uh, if you saw Grace Jones, she said, bang me, you'd go, fear boner. Mm. <laughs> Probably not for MIT? me, actually. MIT? Nah. His first movie was in a James Bond flick, View to a Kill, 1985, with the Walken. Good for him. Yeah. That's one way to kick off your career. That's a, a kickoff for sure. And then it obviously became huge for Rocky Four. Right. I mean, if he dies, he dies. Right? He's a weird actor, but he's also a genius, certified genius. Yeah, which is not something you expect. From him. Doesn't make exactly. any sense at all. You're like, ah, action star, genius. Remember, there was a meme that was going around a few years ago, and it was a Bill Nye and Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren with the boxing gloves on with the... The flat top haircut from Rocky Four. Yeah. And it said, that moment you find out that Dolph Lundgren is exponentially more qualified to be a scientist than Bill Nye is. <laughs> and I went on to Snopes to see what that was. Like, to, like that can't be right. Sure. And they said it's mostly true. Yeah. Yeah, that checks out. He's a genius. He shouldn't be acting. He should be fixing the world. You know what? He should have been cast in Junior. Why? Well, because Arnold Schwarzenegger was supposed to be smart in that movie. <laughs> and I didn't buy it. Zing! <laughs> wow. <laughs> did they do a C-section in that, or did he have the kid out the pee hole? I don't remember. I don't remember either. I that's like a, a real bad kidney stone. Oh, that's not. All right. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> like a head below the head as it starts coming out. Stop. It's like it's why you, crowning. Why are you going I, more I'm so curious. It. I don't know. Oh. My curiosity is killing me. You're here in person. I get to ask you this stuff finally. The stuff that's been on my mind for weeks. I'm so alone. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched Junior again, and <laughs> I have so many questions. I'm going to write to Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's kind of like at the Todd from the Scrubs. How's your penis? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Governor 5. Do you want to get into this thing and figure out what this movie's about? Yeah, why not? I'm so fired up. I want to put this out there. I also like this movie, but instead of using the word like, I'm going to use the word love. Oh, I love there this movie. There it is. This is a fun one. We should mention that it's directed by Mark Goldblatt, who is normally an editor. He is a very well-known editor. Yes. He's done a ton of movies. His movies involve, well, Piranha. Right. Good start, I suppose. Let's skip around a little to get the goodies. Terminator. Rambo First Blood Part 2, which I always think is the craziest name for a movie ever. It's insane. First Blood Parts. Predator 2, Commando, yes. Jumpin' Jack Flash, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, The Last Boy Scout, Super Mario Brothers, couldn't say that one, True Lies, Starship <laughs> Troopers, Armageddon, Detroit Rock City, Hollow Man, Pearl Harbor, Bad Company, Bad Boys 2, X-Men, The Last Stand, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Chappie, and the SpongeBob movie. Boom! Wow. It's got range. You got something, he'll cut it. It doesn't matter what it is. A lot of it, he started off pretty heavy in He must have done the movies. surgery in Junior. That's he cut it. him open and had yeah. the kid. That's it. I, I feel like I'm answered. audibly cringing every time <laughs> you start that. <laughs> I hope it's coming through that I'm so uncomfortable. I, it's, I hear it. I see it because you're here. This is great. Yeah. Uh, written by Boaz Yakin, who also wrote The Rookie and Now You See Me and Prince of Persia and directed Remember the Titans. Choices. It's wild. 
It's absolutely wild what's going on here. And yet, this movie never got a wide release. That's actually... Well... We'll get there. Here. (laughs) We'll get there. Yeah. Anyway. Let's get into it. Opening credits, we zoom through multicolored concentric circles, occasionally cutting to a random colored bad guy, and then Dolph Lundgren, and then a gun, and this goes on for about ever. Right. This looks like anything that should have come out of the mid-1970s of filmmaking. Yeah. And probably in France. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Not here. Not 1989. Not anywhere in the <laughs> no. United States at all. This immediately oh dates this thing to 10 years before it came out. Right. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> we open on a newscast, and then cut to the steps of a courthouse. Dino Moretti has been acquitted of the murder of Detective Frank Castle and his wife and children. Frank Castle's dead. There's also a vigilante, which, you know, same newscast, let's just bring this up. He's known as the Punisher, <laughs> and he's been around, going around killing mobsters for the past five years. 125 murders. And that has been Dave Michaels with heavy-handed news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Dino's not worried. He goes home, and at his mansion, he sends his boys to check the house for the Punisher while he breaks out the bubbly. Now, here's my question. If you ever have to go home... And you're questioning, like, with your boys and stuff, and your question is, yeah, we could celebrate, but first, we have to check the house. Yeah. Is there nowhere safer you can uh, go? You gotta go somewhere else. There's gotta be somewhere else you can go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have champagne after you guys scout the place. Check the perimeter. What's worse, though, is I think if you're a henchman, and you're checking the, the whole house, yeah. and you come across the one room that's all mirrors- The hall of mirrors. Just quit. <laughs> just quit on the spot. He's got a closet that's just mirrors. Yeah. And it's like, nothing, nothing good's gonna happen here. Come on, man. <laughs> this room was built for surprise murder. That's exactly it. So the Punisher does. He kills the goons off one by one, finally killing Dino and blowing up the whole house. Multiple times. Blowing up the house multiple, multiple times. Multiple times. It's so weird that he stands in the doorway and like the news are outside. They're like, zoom in, get a close up. So he's like, oh, I better not go out there. So he steps back into the house and then it blows up for real. Yeah. He um, should be dead already. The architectural integrity of this house is second to none, first of all. <laughs> Secondly, I like when he comes into the doorway and all the newscasters are like, it's the Punisher, it's the Punisher. How, how I, don't, I don't know. It felt kind of realistic, but it's just like, that could just be a crazed man. Standing That's just it a is. man in a leather jacket. That's it. Who's backlit. You can't tell who it is. You can't tell. He's just really big. That's it. Yeah. The Punisher. Kind of looks like Dolph Lundgren. We're going to talk about that look in a few minutes. I have a good feeling about that. Well, we get a good look at him. Yep. Uh, cut to a naked Dolph Lundgren in a sewer oh, having a flashback. came up faster than I thought. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you think of, of the Dolph look? Well, um, I have questions. Like? Why is he naked and wet in a sewer? And who did his makeup? Can he not grow a beard? Uh, um, not with those, <laughs> those cheekbones of stone. You oh, can't. my God. He's got such a well-defined face that you cannot slap. That scruff on him. You can't no, do it. Like, it doesn't work. Grow it, dude. That's not going to work. Right. Who did his eyes? Because oh, they're man. all crossy whenever you look at him head They're on. super crossy <laughs> and more mascara than Hawkeye. I can't believe it either. More guy liner. So <laughs> what we've come across is that he's got what looks like fake facial hair. Yep. That's kind of just like, you just know that old like game where really... you would drag the magnet across and like put the facial oh, will, hair Willy Willy? <laughs> That's it. He's got Willy Willy facial hair. He's got oh, more guy liner than Hawkeye. And he's got Marty Feldman, young Frankenstein eyes. 
Uh, it looks like somebody just rubbed dirt on his cheeks. Like, yeah, it looks like you have a beard. Let's go. Right. Now you look like a sewer person. Don't worry. Wait, the Teenage Mutant Turtles is happening soon? There's this never going to be such a thing as HD. Just go with it. <laughs> well, we wouldn't even know if it's going to look any good in HD because we both watched this on YouTube. I watched it in 720p on YouTube. Did you? Yeah. I watched it in, in shitty, shitty P on I, YouTube. I it believe that. terrible. I had to close out of three different versions of it on YouTube before I found oh, the high def Oh, boy. <laughs> but- the Dolph good news Lundgren's is, pixelated eyes would not look at me. The movie's on, on YouTube at least four times. That's pretty good for everyone else. <laughs> it's worth the watch. So yeah, we have a flashback, and his wife and kids are blown up in a car multiple times. Multiple times. No bomb goes off once. Oh, it's amazing, because like, it's the same explosion, just from two different angles. Well, I like how the car blows up, and he runs over to the driver's side window. You see his yeah. wife fully there, just going like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm asleep in a blown up car. And, <laughs> and then, then it blows, blows up again. again. <laughs> Uh, I love this movie. It's the best. This is such a good one. (laughs) We cut back to present day. Lieutenant Jeff Berkowitz, Lou Gossett Jr. Yeah, he needed a job. He got a job. He did. And I feel bad for him because it was well done and he didn't get seen. (laughs) Whoops. He is Frank Castle's former partner and he believes that Castle isn't dead and that he's the Punisher. Look at that. This guy's got intuition. He's got a hunch. His boss comes by with a message from the mayor at 2 a.m. in the morning. It's too early. Uh, 2 a.m. in the morning is the most redundant thing you could say. Yep. He's there just to tell Berkowitz to stop telling the media that his his theory about Frank Castle being alive. So they're just like at the rubble of this mansion, yelling at each other. And then Detective Sam Leary approaches, and he's like, Sam? And she's like, Samantha. Because in the 80s, we didn't know that that was short for a girl's name, too. Right. He's got a hunch that he knows that a dead man is the Punisher, but he can't figure out that Sam is short for Samantha. That's right. She comes up to him, and she's like, hey, I want to be your partner. And he's like, I don't want no partner. And then she's like, yeah, but I think Frank Castle is the Punisher. And he's like, all right. Get in the car. (laughs) Let's ride. You know where my office is? Be there at nine. Seven hours. It's seven hours from now. Yeah. That's crazy. Don't be late. He makes sure to tell her not to be late. I don't want a partner, but you convinced me in 20 seconds. That's all you had to tell me is the crazy thing that I believe in. Done. Partner. Johnny Franco returns to whatever city this is supposed to be. New York? I think it's New York. I don't know. It's I really don't intended know. intended to be New York because that's where the Punisher lives, I imagine. And he's immediately met by news reporters because they are all over this city. And they're like, hey, you're a mafia boss. What do you think about all these people dying that you employ? They don't beat around the bush at all. They're just like, you are a member of the mob. <laughs> and That's he's correct. Like, and he's like, hey, maybe they were just too stressed. <laughs> <laughs> My God, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> but he's back in town. So like everybody's like, all right, I guess at least the mob is in good hands since that other guy just died. Right. And his kid does magic, nerd. He is a little bit of a nerd. He does a trick that you could clearly see his hands go under the table. Yep. I've seen enough of Fool Us with Penn and Teller to know how a lot's done now. Yeah. Even though they don't reveal it. They're just like, yeah, I know how you did that. And it's still good TV. You're it's like, the best. You're like, they don't reveal anything, but they're like, yeah, I know. And then they say some random words, and the guy on stage is like, fuck, you knew. You knew. And then Penn Gillette goes, I didn't have to ask God, because that fucker doesn't exist in my mind. This is great. Bam. Franco has a plan to unite the various mafia families by bringing in $500 million worth of heroin and splitting the job amongst the families. Neat. (laughs) I guess. I mean, hey, uh, we cut everybody in on it. Everybody gets money. Everybody's happy. We're one big happy family. Right. There's also been 125 murders, but we're not going to start adding up the ones that just occurred. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. We'll get to that when it comes up. (laughs) 
first convenient for the plot. Let's get the heroin. First, let's get the heroin. At a bar, we meet Shake. He's a homeless thespian. A what? An actor. An actor. He rhymes for no reason, and it's great. I love him dearly. <laughs> he is so much fun. Played by Barry Otto, who yeah. is a person. He is a human being. Famous actor, Barry Otto. I'm sure is. The Punisher lures him with a bottle of booze on a remote control pickup truck, as you do. I would, I'd bite. Uh, All day I'd bite. Especially unopened? Yeah, I'm following yeah, that pickup you, truck. If you get an RC car that just drives around the corner and you see that that sweet, sweet brown. Lundgren. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> yeah, I'm following that car. Yeah. I'm yeah. probably going to get murked or raped or something, but you know what? Why doesn't Dolph uh, Lundgren have a, a liqueur or, or liquor just called Lundgren? I'd buy it. I'd buy it in a heartbeat. You can yeah. just call it Dolph or call it Hans. Oh, His real name's Hans. also a good name. Yeah. He should have at least two liquors, one called Dolph and one called Lundgren. And when you mix them together, magic. When you mix them together- Alchemy. You win really. the Cold War. Because he's a- That's really how that works. Chemical engineer. So I'm sure he can figure it out. It's probably real easy for him to do. Yeah. He's a genius. Can't state that enough. My favorite part of this is- he just hands over the remote control car, too. He's like, yeah, you can have How cool booze. is that, and then he's though? Like, and here, take the car, too. Go get drunk. Drive this around the city. Have a great time. Um, Best day ever for Shake. Yes. Or any human being alive. <laughs> yeah. If you went to like a bar and you went to talk to your buds, you, they're like, oh, how was your day yesterday? You'd be like, well, <laughs> I was at a bar, and then I went outside the bar, and a bottle of alcohol lured me on a remote control car, lured me into an alley, and I met Dolph Lundgren, and then he gave me the remote control car after I told him, hey, go to this place. Yeah. And he went to that place. Now we're best friends. Boom. Best day of my life. Yeah, Shake is his informant, and he tells him, yeah, the, the dope's arriving at Pier 30, but that's not the important part. What's important is who's going to be there. Everyone. Everybody. So obviously Castle scopes the scene out, and sure enough, the various mob families are barely cooperating for the sake of $500 million. Yep. Castle takes out a bunch of them, conveniently right after they report that everything's all clear, and then the whole deal goes south when a bunch of Yakuza members in wetsuits start killing all the mafia guys. Right. Uh, This seems pretty wild, because they do a thing here where Frank Castle really likes knife play. Yeah. Every single time a knife goes into someone... It's in a close-up. Sure is. <laughs> it's like an Evil Dead like close-up. So of you see it much going. stabbing. It's amazing. And throwing and just I don't think he uses a single weapon twice in this movie. I don't think he does. I think he just it's in your body now. It's Bam, yours. Drop it and That's let's get another it. one. But the thing that blows my mind about like the gunplay in this, whoever mixed the sound forgot the bass on everything. <laughs> that could just be YouTube. <laughs> These shotguns sound just like <laughs> pop guns. There's nothing to them. Pop pop. pop. <laughs> It's like a big ass shotgun that he's oh. cocking with like one hand all badass. And it's like pew. <laughs> <laughs> I shot you. It didn't sound like it. It'd be like, you know, Indiana Jones has like the famous sound effect of him punching someone. Yeah. It's like clearly blown out of portion. I'm pretty sure it's like a, a belt against meat. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what the actual effect is. This would be just like if Indiana Jones punched someone and went. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Dave, amateur Foley artist. That's it. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> so Castle takes out a few on both sides, but the he kills the van getaway driver and then falls into the river slash lake slash whatever it is. It's the water. It's Body water. of water. He falls into water with the van and then a bunch of people shoot into it and they assume he's dead because that's the way it goes. They do that often. They're like, ah, I shot him while he was underwater. He's definitely dead. He's definitely dead. The police the next day retrieve the drugs and the van, and they find, well, actually, Berkowitz finds, the Punisher's skull-handled knife in the van. So now they know. This isn't just a, a drug deal gone bad. 
Punisher was there. Something went down. Punisher's punishing. But still only 125 dead. Still only 125. <laughs> all these people either A, survived, or B, self-defense. Sure. She got off on all of them instantly. I don't know. Yep. Sounds good to me. Uh, then we cut to Castle, heating up a knife and cauterizing his wounds in his super sterile sewer. Why would you even bother? I don't know. It seems, well, I guess it was just like reveal he's alive. I, I mean, I've watched the MASH, which is a pretty accurate army surgical show. That's what they say. And even in like the war scenes where they're in the front, which is rare, even at a point they just go, fuck it, stitch him up. Like, duh, I don't care if it's dipped in stuff or not. Let's just do it. Like, yeah. what's he doing? What's he doing in the sewer doing this? Why does he care? He lives in a sewer. So I guess it just felt homey. <laughs> if you're going to be putting a really hot knife on your body, might as well do it at home. Might as well do it safely. God. <laughs> Lady Tanaka holds a meeting with Franco and his boys to tell them that she and the Yakuza are coming to take over their territory. She's not negotiating. She's, she's making demands. Right. She's, she's offering a partnership, but really, she's not offering anything. She wants to take 75%, and basically, she's threatening them. And she also takes Franco's accent, because he, he had a New York accent in the first thing we saw him, and yep. now he's got an Italian accent. Hey. So she just went, give me that accent, right at it, and took it. Hey, well. Now he's Italian. Johnny Franco. <laughs> Jerome Crabbe. Yeah, not the New York Mets pitcher. No, uh, this is this is of the Bond Crabbe. Is that how you say his name? Sure. It's got an accent in it, so I assume it's Crabbe. Works for me. He's an actor. He's an actor. Uh, back-to-back Bond characters here with, with Dolph and Crabbe. So Lady Tanaka leaves, and Franco decides that they have to go to war with the Yakuza. Also, Frank Castle has <laughs> bugged the room, and he's listening in the sewers on a giant speaker. Yeah, he's got a right next comically large speaker that just runs directly there. Man, I can't even... Like, put speakers in, like, any room in my house. It looked like like a Honda Accord six and a half inch car speaker. It's ridiculous. Just mounted to the sewer wall. And he's just sitting there, just, like, uh-huh. leg up, like, Lundgren, this is great. They're planning a turf war. Noted. <laughs> what do you do with that info? Detective Leary is using a computer. No, not to play Pac-Man, but to try to locate the Punisher. Because it's the 80s. It is the 80s. I like how she comes with this whole like algorithm of, yeah. this is where he might be. And then Lou Gossett Jr. looks behind him like, see this board? This is where all the murders are. I've searched. <laughs> I've already been through this city. Nothing in it, around it, or on top of it. No. <laughs> uh, I like that it's a map of Seattle. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Where does this movie take place? <laughs> It's just oh, like, yeah, man. Detective Bergwitz is like, yeah, look at you with your computer. I've already got a map of Seattle behind me to find this <laughs> New York guy. We can't use the name Seattle. Well, don't call it a fish market. It's at the the aqua <laughs> the aquamar market. Yeah, it's uh, at the, the fish store. <laughs> Where they throw the stuff? You know. Call it the aquarium. That's different. Uh, Stop it's, it. It's not the, you can't buy food at the <laughs> aquarium? Are you sure? <laughs> That's got to be like mean if you buy seafood at an aquarium, right? Oh, could you imagine? That's like a certain level of fucked up that shouldn't. It should just be hot dogs and hamburgers and just land meat. Yeah, it can't be De- sea meat. You can have chicken, <laughs> but not in front of the penguin enclosure. Oh, bad. Uh, yeah, can I get fish and chips, sir? Can you go? Do to you hell? know where you are? Sit down. You have to watch Blackfish right now. <laughs> uh, it's airing in our IMAX theater every On four repeat, hours. But we're the good guys. Twenty-seven dollars a <laughs> ticket. <laughs> You have to sit with your head upwards in a real uncomfortable position, but you're going to feel like you're under the sea. <laughs> oh, are you going Omni Theater in Boston? I, I think I am. Uh, 
what an experience. They had a roller coaster movie that every time we went on a field trip, I was like, I want to watch the roller coaster movie. That would be so much fun. But it was always something I saw like a King educational. Tut one. The King Tut one I saw like four times. Oh. At the Liberty Science I, Center. That's too many times. In Jersey. In the Okay. Omni. Yeah. And there's nothing cool about being underground in a tomb. In <laughs> they do that one shot where you're like going down like a, a rope and you're like, oh, I feel like I'm on a rope. Okay. Now I'm walking uh, underground. Okay. And this is my nightmare. It's back to nothing again. Cool. All right. Oh, someone lit a torch. Great. But yeah, the only place that Berkowitz <laughs> hasn't looked is under the city. Somehow in five years, he never thought, hey, wait a minute. The sewage is always deadlier in somebody else's sewer. <laughs> Uh, that actually makes sense. I used that opening for Aquaman. Dolph Lundgren was in that. Hey, there you go. There it is, full circle. Bam. Dolph Lundgren's comeback tour after the Expendables, Expendables 2 and Expendables 3. And now he's back. For soon to be Expendables 4. Sure. <laughs> then we get a montage of a bunch of kids getting kidnapped. Because <laughs> this movie needed another twist. We're just like, <laughs> hey. And I like that they don't explain it at first. They're just like, you want to watch these kids get kidnapped? You don't have, have a fun. choice. You're watching the movie. You are the audience. <laughs> you do not have a choice but to watch this. It's time. Watch these kids get real yelly. <laughs> Shake goes looking for the Punisher in the sewers. He tells Cass that the mafia thinks he's dead, but their children have been kidnapped, and you need to do something about it. Yeah, you I mean, can't have the innocent suffer. He's like, eh, I don't know. They're just going to kill themselves and then pay for their kids to get rescued or whatever. And Shake's like, come on, man. I'm rhyming. I really put some thought into this. <laughs> Go save them. Tanaka, on the other hand, has no intention of ransoming these kids back to the mobsters. Nope. She's going to sell them into slavery. Yep. Fun. This is a dark movie. Very dark. When she goes to check on the kids, little Tommy Franco, that is obviously the son of Johnny Franco, he tries to fight her off, and then he gets separated from the other kids because he he's a bad He doesn't get boy. separated. The way you're saying is like, <laughs> no, right. no, no, separate boys. No, no, no. This was a, a large Asian Yakuza man. <laughs> Picking him up and throwing him across the room. Yeah. And, and this kid did his own stunt. He ate it. I think everybody in this movie did their own stunts. Oh, man. He he hit that stuff real hard across the room. Yeah. And then, and then the, the big Asian Yakuza man just throws his unconscious body over his shoulder yep. and says, you're coming with me. It's Except not pretty. He doesn't say that because the actor does not speak English. Correct. Castle crashes an underground Yakuza casino and spends roughly half the movie shooting the place up. This was wild it because is... he lands in this underground <laughs> casino and it's a minimum of 90 seconds of no talking just of just Dolph Lundgren randomly firing a machine gun and never reloads yeah. at, at casino. He just everything. keeps going and he's only shooting the slot machines while innocent people yep. run away. He punishes those slot machines. He punishes the bar. He punishes yeah. the chairs. Then he punishes more slot machines that just healed themselves, I think. It was amazing that every time he went to punish more slot machines, there were still people who were like, somebody's shooting and just then running away. Yep. <laughs> and he's standing like in the middle on like a baccarat table. Oh, man. Just firing this away. This scene lasted forever. 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 On my second rewatch, I fast forwarded through it and I was still like, mm, that, was, that took too long. <laughs> <laughs> so he and Shake go to... Coney Island. Right. It's Seattle's own Coney Island. It's, uh, <laughs> Sydney's so, own right. Coney Island. It's a very Australian film, but it's also not at all. At all. Yeah. They they went to Sydney to save money, but then they had to read you all the cars so they were left-hand drive. Yes. I feel like you lose money doing that. Yes. Should have just gone to Seattle like you originally planned. Then the map would have made sense. It's insane when you think about it now. <laughs> but it's a trap. 
And Castle fights off the Yakuza for as long as he can, but he's outnumbered. He and Shake are captured and tortured. Yep. And this is also ridiculous because, yeah. Brian, put yourself in the Yakuza shoes for a second. Oh, okay. And you go, you know, you're setting a trap for a All right. big Frank Castle Punisher man. We're going to get the Punisher. Punisher. But you have the high ground right now. Oh, absolutely. You have the high ground. But, but you want to get to the low ground. How are you going to do it if you're in a carnival? Whee! You're going to go down a carnival slide while you're firing. <laughs> and it's not just one of you. No. It is probably, I think, four or five groups yeah. of guys just doing this on their Four knees. or five waves. And they're expecting to hit something? Of people going down one of the... It's not a straight slide. It's one of no, those bumpy it's slides. it's one of the bumpy ones that you're supposed to sit the mat down. firing at it. Oh, oh God. my God. It's incredible. The best part about this, I think, is that Mark Goldblatt was like... He just drove by the thing every day, and he's like, you know, let's do a scene in there. Right. Want to be funny? <laughs> Yakuza sliding down there and firing. Amazing. So, yeah, they, they capture him and shake. And they torture them. In good good old-fashioned stretching. Medieval How stretching great is that? machines, but they're motorized. So. This is probably where Mel Gibson got the idea for Braveheart. <laughs> for sure. Without a doubt. Definitely. And uh, Lady Tanaka's like, who sent you? And Frank House is like, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yep, I love this movie. 1989. <laughs> Nailed it. Boom. She leaves because she has an appointment to get to. And Castle breaks out of his restraints. What's her plan here? And like her calendar for the day she went i got 11 to 11.05 stretching of the big bad of this of the guy i absolutely <laughs> need to kill i yeah. gotta get downstairs for 11.15 i gotta be early oh i know what her, her next meeting was and we'll get there <laughs> okay fair enough but yeah he um oh man he just breaks out not even just doesn't just break out he's, he's able to use his finger to undo unscrew a, a wing nut the wing to nut. get this, this hand thing, and, he's and like, all of a sudden, both hands are free. I love that he's like, hey, you, come here. And they're like, He's like, what? I got something to tell you. I can talk now. And I'll he, tell you what it is. It just undoes. The, the best part was the wingnut was only like maybe halfway unscrewed when he called them over. And they, they, they keep going back in on the Zoom, on it's the close-up. And moving. he is not anywhere near nope. undoing it. And then he just snaps it open and <laughs> takes the guy's gun and shoots him. And he's like, ah. Eh. But then he also gets the other scientist man and puts him on puts there him for, on the, the table. for the table. The smash cut of him going, hey, where are they? Where are stretch. they? Stretch. Oh, they're here. And he tells him. And he's like, all right. And then he turns the stretcher back on and, and leaves. leaves. <laughs> <laughs> he punishes the hell out of that scientist. Yeah, he does. Uh, but now he knows where the kids are being kept. I love this movie. Yeah. I love this movie so much. Then we get a, a, a quick scene of Berkowitz and Larry investigating the sewers going, we're never going to find him down here. There's so many sewers. <laughs> um, and I guess it's it's mostly like a character building moment because Berkowitz tells uh, Detective Larry about his problem with alcoholism and how Castle helped him. And then it, the scene ends. Yep. <laughs> Do you still drink? Not anymore. Nope. Not any less. God. <laughs> that's not even, that should have been the line. It that's not the line. It should have been. been. Oh, man. I would have been like, that's better than the Batman line. So good. <laughs> a handful of the mafiosos meet with Lady Tanaka, it's her next appointment, to pay the ransom for their kids. Franco is not one of them because he knows that she can't be reasoned with. She don't play. Right. So he's not there. And he was right because she kills all of the mobsters who did show up. Yep. She is evil. She is like... Oh, you're giving me money to get your kids back? Well, now you're dead. I want to put it out there. She might be like the most evil lady we've come across in a movie yet. And she's only going to get worse. Yeah. Yeah. You you might be right. She's, she is real bad. She's vicious. <laughs> so Castle goes to rescue the kids. But first, he's got to do a Grand Theft Auto side mission where he jacks a bus and has to drop off a passenger. Correct. Um, Grand Theft Auto mixed with Crazy Taxi. Why was this not Stanley? Why wasn't Stanley doing cameos in 89? This I don't should know. have been Stanley on that bus. How great would that have been? Ah, I missed my stop. 
that's that's all he needed. He'd rewrite the line. I missed my stop. You should have stopped back there. It was my stop where I'm supposed to get off the bus, and now I'm still on the bus, and I have to get off the bus. I feel like your next line is going to be, these pretzels are making Excelsior. me thirsty, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, man. But yeah, he lets the guy off the bus, and then he's like, all right, back to what I was doing. He gets all the kids, except one, safely to the bus. Tommy. Of course it's Tommy. Of course. We need plot. Right. All these kids just kind of trust him. Yeah, they're, they're like, hey, you killed the guys that are kidnapping us, so I guess you're good. We'll go with you. <laughs> Fine. You're really big and scary and dressed in black leather. I mean, the only way I'm not going to go with you is if you had like a skull on your shirt. Right, right, which you should, actually. You should have one on your shirt, <laughs> and you don't. He uh, he gets down on their level, though. That's how you That's how you talk to kids. You get down there and be like, hey, you're going to be okay. <laughs> I'm here to save you. I'm going to bring you home. Mister, why aren't you talking much? <laughs> I'm very Swedish. <laughs> I could only say short phrases. But then again, also a genius. So right. <laughs> apparently he rewrote a lot of his lines. Like they they like went to him and they're like, rewrite this monologue so that you can say it. And he's like, yeah, okay. He doesn't have any monologues. Those are just called lines. Oh, yeah. That's short. Yeah. Well, it's a Dolph Lundgren monologue. Fair enough. <laughs> a Dolph Lundgren monologue in the film world uh, is a complete sentence. Yeah. Yeah. If I even sh- that is pushing it. If my freshman year of college, I had shown up to my acting class and done a Dolph Lundgren monologue, I would have failed. You probably would have failed. (laughs) Very easy class. So then the Yakuza come after him on the bus. And if there's one thing that can really ramp up the tension in a chase scene, it's innocent kids being involved. Yeah. They're just shooting wildly at this bus that is full of children. As you do, right? No. Bad. No. No, not as you do, Dave. Bad. This one does not count as an as you do. This is bad. Got it. (laughs) Uh, I like you said that... Grand Theft Auto. I got in that mindset. Oh, yeah, yeah. That... Hmm. There are no children in that game. What is that society? I don't know. It's like Why the Last Man GTA style. Like I, GTA I... Why the Last Man. <laughs> I understand why, but now I'm curious. Where are they? Probably because like they don't want like a John Wayne Gacy playing that thing. Oh yeah, no, that... where John Wayne Gacy would somehow buy a house and make sure that he could put <laughs> corpses under his porch or yeah. whatever he did. Yeah. Uh, that that's what he did. <laughs> um, I like I said. I understand why they're not there. I'm just curious. Where are they? So that your should question be part of the story. Is just like about where are all the kids? The reproduction status of, San of the citizens of San Andreas <laughs> uh, and Liberty City. Let's be fair. The You're whole, right. The whole world of of Grand Theft. No, not so much. The just where are they keeping them? I don't know if they're keeping them anywhere. I feel like it's like a they're beautiful just... mind situation of at the end of it when he's like, they never get old. <laughs> like that type of thing. <laughs> oh, what a twist for Grand Theft Auto 6. You're welcome. It would be great. Be like, wait a minute. I just realized all these years, there's no children. There's no children. They never get old. I've killed so many people. How are there still <laughs> so many people? <laughs> We're on to something here. <laughs> Again, cut the cut the episode. We're writing a script. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I did a new workout today, <laughs> and I just did a pattern I've never done before. Now I have unlimited ammo in my life. <laughs> How did this happen? I, was just walking, I didn't know CrossFit was like this. Walking down the street, and I was hitting buttons, and then everything was infinite. <laughs> I, I I got out of my bed, but I stepped with my right foot today, and I guess it triggered a thing. Then I was just falling out of the sky with a parachute. <laughs> What's going on? I was just trying this new dance number, and all of a sudden, I was wanted by the cops. <laughs> I got to level five of Dance Dance Revolution, and instead of getting multiple points, I got seven stars. Guys, guys, don't do that new TikTok <laughs> dance. The police will kill you. 
Uh, touchy subject. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. let's, let's not. Let's, let's not. not. <laughs> let's, let's not. Abort. Abort. Back to the movie. Back to the movie. So the way this chase scene ends <laughs> is that um they just- I started they... playing Double Dragon. <laughs> entered a cheat code. And all of a sudden, my stars went away. Basically, because these guys just veer off when they see the police up ahead. There's a police barricade, and then the bad guys are like, well, let's stop shooting this bus and turn left. Got him. And then Frank's like, I'm just going to drop these kids off with the cops and turn myself in. You know? Hey, right. why not? These cops look like they want to do bad things to this man. Right. And then he lets the kids out first because of cannon fodder. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he's like, you know what a really- ease this situation is if I speed up toward the cops and spin out to stop this bus. <laughs> right. <laughs> Instead of slowly coming to a stop. Let's... 1989. <laughs> different time. <laughs> Let the kids stop out first. Bus. Hold your fire. They're children. <laughs> but then when the adult man comes out, man, you gotta have questions. Oh, yeah. Like, they're like all the questions. Then again, he was a cop, so they're like, Frank? Frank, who put that dirt on your face? You look different. <laughs> <laughs> He's been underground for five years. Is He's got Frank? a little bit of makeup stubble now. <laughs> Is that Frank? Look me in the eyes. Oh, yeah, that's Frank. <laughs> Those things are not looking at me the same way. <laughs> you really should have brought your glasses down there with you, bud. <laughs> Is that Frank? Glasses glasses off. Glasses off, kitty. Glasses on. Hair down. Glasses off. <laughs> uh, say goodbye to these because you're never going to see them again. <laughs> I love this movie so much. Berkowitz goes and confronts Castle in his cell, wanting to know why he faked his death, why he didn't come to him for help, why he went crazy and killed over 100 people. Right. Still just 125 people. What do you call 125 murders in five years? Work in Work progress. Work in progress. Awesome. Well, when they're not accurately counting his tally, I understand why he's still going. Right. It's he's kind of <laughs> so many people in this movie, and he's still just at well, 125. I'd, I'd like to think that his counting here is like 1998. Florida election, or is that 2002? Oh, yeah, Doesn't yeah. matter. The, uh, his, his murders are a lot like hanging chads. I was going to say, he's got a hanging chat of a murder <laughs> This is actually like a really tense scene. I think Lou Gossett Jr. might be the best actor in this movie. Yes. Because I buy this. I'm like, I believe he's, he's the only true upset. actor in this movie. He's acting. He's doing a great job. Well, yeah, because- He's doing a job. Nancy Everhard. Oh, boy. Who I think got the name, she got the job because her name sounds like an action movie in the 80s. That's it. <laughs> Everhard. <laughs> Lundgren. Is Julie Kickass busy this week on set? <laughs> Can't, uh, get, get me Nancy Everhard. Uh, what's crazy is that they almost gave the job to Nicole Kidman. Like a real actress. A real actress. They're like, no, Everhard. <laughs> Did you but hear now her Nancy name? Everhart she gets was... to go around talking about this for forever. She's Nancy She's Everhart sitting there all. pulling like the needle out of her arm during Oscar night, looking at Nicole Kidman, looking great, going, <laughs> I'll beat you, bitch. I'll beat you. <laughs> ha, they passed on you for the Punisher. <laughs> I win. <laughs> it's a dark movie. It's a real dark movie. Uh, Castle doesn't really have any answers for Berkowitz. He's just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Good monologue. I'm brooding. <laughs> so Bergwitz leaves. He's pissed off, and he resigns from the force. Which, like, hey, don't do that. You were just vindicated. We like, call that a hissy fit. You were right the whole time, yep. and now everybody knows it. You should levy that into like a promotion or something. Yeah, you really should. Instead, he quits. So they're going to transport Castle to the prison, and famous actress Nancy Everhart is is on the transport vehicle with him, and she's like, "Hey, I care. I'm his partner." <laughs> She's been his partner for like oh my God. three days, three and she days. is leaning in hard. hard. And it's not believable. No. It's so bad. She had to like talk this guy in to become the partner. She's like, I'm his 
partner. Yeah, she's like, I care so much. What have you been doing, mister? <laughs> you might have gotten him off the alcohol, but I showed him MS-DOS. <laughs> I showed him what an algorithm is. <laughs> and then I found out he already did all that work by hand. But Not important. But then I'm going to throw an F-bomb in here just so you know I'm serious. Right, so Nicole Kidman knows that I beat her. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... The truck is ambushed by by Johnny Franco's people, because obviously, Franco wants Castle's help in getting Tommy back. And Castle's like, no, I don't want to do it. He's pretty right for doing that. Yeah, he's like, uh, I'm pretty sure you uh, you killed my family. And... <laughs> but the shorter version of that, because Dolph Lundgren monologue. Right. There's been 125 murders. There hasn't been to- Johnny. Well, Johnny, Dolph, I've killed a lot more people. Dolph, Johnny. Dolph, you're getting real ambitious with that line. <laughs> <laughs> John, I punished 125 people. <laughs> Killed a lot of people. Nailed it. <laughs> you gonna hire me? No. No. But <laughs> he's taken Berkowitz prisoner as leverage. So Cass is like, all right, I'll do it. But even then, My- what would they have done if he said, no? They're like, they shoot Berkowitz. And he's like, now what the fuck are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm definitely not gonna do it, you putz. <laughs> so what? Like, what leverage uh... do they actually have here? <laughs> you were his best friend. She, she just said it the last scene, so. You know Not wrong, but she's probably dead now. I love that, that they're like, so what is it going to be, Frank? I'm not going to ask you again. Well, will you? <laughs> <laughs> they literally, the next line after he says, I'm not going to ask again, he asks again. Brilliant. So Cass is like, yeah, I'll do it. Fine. <laughs> Fine. If you're, you're going to kill my friend that I haven't seen in five years. The and guy just, I just yelled at me. Openly. It gave me a bad nightmare. Right. <laughs> I'll do it. So Castle and Franco, uh, you know. The odd couple. They storm the Yakuza headquarters. Castle leaves Shake in charge of a detonator that'll kill the lights and blow everything else, which ends up just being the it's elevator. pretty awesome. Right. <laughs> everything else is the elevator in a building, as we know. Uh, Berkowitz easily frees himself from Franco's thugs. So, like, really, Frank didn't need to take the job, but Berkowitz breaks well, out. Well, hold on a second. <laughs> I want to talk about this scene. So, he tells the guard, Berkowitz. Yeah. Lou Gossett Jr., best actor in this movie. Oh, tells yeah. the guard, he's like, I got to take a piss. He's like, go ahead. He's like, All right. your boss can be pretty upset if he sees a stained chair. <laughs> so then he, the guy gets up. He pulls the, uh, well, he starts walking him out. Yeah. And then he's like, are you going to handle the equipment? <laughs> Pointing to the wiener area. <laughs> ah, the wiener. So the, the the mafia man pulls out a gun like all begrudging. Like, oh, he's right. Like, I'm not and he undoes his one handcuff hand behind him. <laughs> he's still in the room. And he says, I got a question for you. Is there an IQ test every job? He's like, no. And then he beats the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. But then. Another guy comes in holding a pizza. Pizza. <laughs> pizza he comes time. In, he comes in full Toby Maguire. Pizza time. And Lou Gossett Jr. punches him through the pizza box. Yeah. And then leans down very casually, picks up a piece of pizza, puts his mouth, grabs the gun, and walks out. Improv. Was it? Yes. But my issue with this is that I've never had handcuffs on my hand before. But I get uncomfortable if I have like anything like unbalanced. Like If I have a yeah. watch on my, my wrist, I need to have my wedding ring on. That's oh. like that same thing. Okay. Else, I feel like oh, you got to have equal weight. He's got weight. the handcuff hanging off, and it's a dangler. He's got a dangler. What's he doing? Did this should become an episode of Seinfeld? A what little bit. I think he's right got now. the dangler. He's got a dangler. Well, why, he took his time. A dangler. To get the a pizza. dangler. <laughs> why wouldn't you go back and get the key to get rid of the dangler? Um, he's in a hurry. He's not. He grabbed a slice. <laughs> yeah, but he was hungry. He's been held captive. Come on. How long did it take him to grab the How slice? How long did it take him to get the handcuff off to, the one hand? He would have had to double back to get the key. Five feet. The slice was right. He just punched through the pizza. The slice was right there. So you're saying the slice is more important than the dangler? Oh, for sure. There you go. Slice over the dangler. 
always take the slice over the dangler because he's going to the police right now and they have keys. They have keys. Well, I don't know if it's universal <laughs> key. That's a good question. That's a really keys, good question. Are keys there like universal for handcuffs or is just that would that seems like it'd be unsafe if they were. But also, who's got time to figure out their handcuff key situation? I don't know. Huh. It was a weird moment. Shake drops the detonator down a storm drain and he can't kill the lights. But it doesn't seem to actually be an issue because it's not like Castle and Fragor are like, hey, why are the lights still on? They're just like killing a bunch gotta, of Yakuza. Gotta fight everybody. But I also like the setup of the scene because when Frank and Tommy get off the elevator and there's like this whole training room Johnny. or whatever. Johnny. Tommy's his son. Who knows? They're just names. Yeah, Franco. Fine. Frank and Franco. That is so complicated. Why Frank would they, and Why Franco. would this movie do that to us? Right? Give them a different There's name. a whole like training thing once they get off of the elevator and they just blast the whole room up. It's mm-hmm. awesome. But then the whole rest of the set production is like those Japanese paper walls that you see. And it is awesome the way they do it. The only part I had questions was when the lights go out, they hide and a a group of guys come out and then they shoot them from opposite sides of the paper wall. They should have lit each other up. And they don't light each other up. Right. But then the the other issue I have is that, yeah, there's like a red light that you see that's kind of lighting up everything. That's how you know the power went out. Yeah. But- (laughs) Uh, weird thing about any light is that it's going to have a shadow and there's paper walls. and That's true. Man, I've seen Robin and Men in Tights enough to know that shadows, but you can, you see them. That's true. That's very true. Huh. Maybe it was just- I don't care. Ideal lighting. This is situation awesome. This whole paper wall thing is awesome. It's so cool. Because it's just hallways worth of shadow yeah. of, of paper walls. And you get cool moments like the Punisher stabbing somebody through a wall. Randomly. As he's walking, he just goes like- Like he kills one guy and then he's a guy. Like, Bam! Doubles back, stabs the wall, and then keeps going on. And a guy falls out of the wall. It's, it's amazing. It's so good. It's so cool. 80s action movies. Oh. Late 80s. Nailed it. It was great. Best time I ever had. So happy you're here. so castle and frank will fight their way through the headquarters and shake uses the gun that castle gave him to blow the elevators by shooting the detonator he shot the detonator with a very comically large revolver oh yeah it had like seven silencers on it it was huge and he shot it he probably could have just poked the button but instead he shot the detonator yep um and it blew up the elevators just as the cops showed up and they're like oh now we have to wait for the elevators to be repaired because i'm not walking up 41 (laughs) stories This is in Blues Brothers, damn it. Oh, man. It's so funny because they're like, <laughs> you have Berkowitz who's like, how long is it going to take you to fix this elevator? And he's like, 10 minutes? How long? Five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> but why is Berkowitz down there? You yelling at Wasn't me. Wasn't Berkowitz just up there? No, he's he's still on the floor. This is complicated. Berkowitz doesn't get up there until the very end of the I movie. know that, but where was he being held captive? Oh, he was down low. And he escaped and had to go up. He was being held captive in a different location. Got it. Okay. It's very complicated. So he had to go get the police and then go to wherever their headquarters is. Right. I assume. Okay. In downtown Seattle, Sydney, New York. Exactly. The big the big confusion, as they call it. <laughs> yes. The big Kidman. <laughs> Franco comes face to face with Lady Tanaka, while Castle fights her mute American daughter, who, yes, has been in the movie the whole time. Yeah, we, I forgot about her. She kicks ass. She is pretty. Yeah. Uh, uh, pretty badass. Yeah, but she also, uh, my favorite thing in the world is that her earrings are deadly as hell. Yes. Because she takes her earrings out at one point with the mafia guys and <laughs> throws them at him and pins the guy to the wall. That's so good. And at this one, she takes the earrings out and stabs Castle. I love it. She's uh, She's got very sharp earrings. They're real sharp earrings. And she can throw the hell out of them. Yeah. She's a badass. And she uh, she holds her own against the Punisher for a minute. And yep, then, then he kills her for reasons. Because she was fighting him. Self-defense. Exactly. Him. Oh, is. so that's why it doesn't count toward the body doesn't count. Doesn't count it. Doesn't count so Tanaka holds a knife to little Tommy's throat and tells Franco the only way she'll let him go 
as oh, if he kills himself. God, this is dark. So dark. And he's like, well, how do I know if I kill myself that you're not just going to kill him anyway? She's you like, don't. She's like, you have no idea. You have no but, idea. But put that gun in into your, your mouth. mouth. All the way. All the way <laughs> into your mouth. And she's like, she's like, yeah, well, I mean, it's better to, to hope instead of know that I'm going to kill him. Wow. Damn. Um. So, yeah, he puts the gun in his mouth. He's like, I'm going to save my boy. Luckily. Frank Castle bursts in and throws a knife into her head. Yep, between the eyes. Right. Nailed it. Bam. Also, she was like in full makeup, like traditional. Uh, Go on, Brian. What are you, you going to call it? What are you going to call traditional Japanese makeup? Traditional Japanese makeup. She was all painted up. <laughs> That's probably not what it's called. The way that they are in 80s movies. Whew. Get, with the, get with the times, 80s. What are you? Save and a beauty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was, it was dangerous territory. I did not know how I was going to finish that sentence once wow. I started it. Traditional. That's of course. a word. And now she's dead. So I guess it doesn't matter what she was wearing. But then you have like that moment with Franco and Frank, and they're like looking at each other like, we did it. Yeah. Now what? Oh. Franco's like, I'm going to have to kill you. So That's cool. exaggerated, yes. But that's more or less what happened. Thanks for taking out all my competition. Now I'm going to kill you, and I'm going to run this town. And Cass is like, hey, man. That's not cool. <laughs> I just <laughs> saved your kid. Um, but then, you know, he, he gets attacked. Franco attacks Castle, and Castle manages to stop him. A little help from Tommy, because Tommy's like, Dad, I don't want to see you kill the Punisher. He just saved me. Um, the two do the, the classic struggle over the gun, and then it fires, and you're like, who got shot? But you know right. the whole time it was you know, it's, the you bad know, it's guy. Franco. And- Franco dies, and then Tommy's like, you killed my dad. It's like, kid, you were here. You know he killed himself. But <laughs> he's like, but now I'm going to kill you. And Frank gets down on his knees, and he pulls the gun to his forehead and says, do it. This is actually a really deep scene, because he's, he says, do it. Yeah. If you do it now, then maybe you won't grow up to be like him. Ooh, that psychology lesson that he just taught wow. that kid. Wow. Uh, and obviously the kid is like, I can't. He, he can't pull the trigger. He gets all teary-eyed. He's like, I'm a little boy. I can't kill. Yeah. Sure. So Castle tells him that he better be a good boy or he'll be seeing him again one day. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> That's like a, a That's how you put a kid dream the, gone bad man. there. What do you want, little boy? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I want a, I want a soccer ball. Well, then don't be a piece of shit, <laughs> <laughs> or else I'll give you, I'll come and kill you in your sleep. I'm Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? It's like if you're a good boy, Santa gives you presents. If you're a bad boy, he kills he you. He kills you, Krampus style, <laughs> or whatever the oh. Dwight was in that. <laughs> Talk about an effective in Dwight True Christmas scared straight campaign, man. Maury should hire Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, <laughs> instead of the Wilco guy. God. Help my wild and out of control teen. <laughs> Help my mafioso son. <laughs> I just killed your dad. If you don't want me to kill you, be good. That's it. All right. Today's guest is it's Tommy Franco and Santa Claus. <laughs> so Castle leaves just as Berkowitz and the cops arrive, and they find the Yakuza slaughtered and Franco dead. I'm not counting this one on the murder list. That was self-defense from yeah. Frank this time. And te- he got one. Technically, earlier in the elevator, Franco asks him if he says there's a limit on revenge. He's like, I guess I haven't got there yet. Awesome. This is the guy that killed his family. So this should be it. Yep. In theory, we never got a sequel. So maybe it was it. Who knows? Berkowitz follows the trail of blood, but the Punisher is nowhere to be seen. And then we get one last zoom in. I was going to say the only thing this movie is missing. Yeah. One more time. (laughs) Let's zoom in on a sweaty, naked Dolph Lundgren in the sewer just for good measure. Why not? And that. Wow. Is the Punisher from 1980. 
nine. This movie kicks every ass. I love this. It's so. This is like the first proper Marvel superhero movie because let's be honest, Howard the Duck is not a superhero. You're right. This is this kicks ass. I just wish he had the skull. Damn it. I. I'm over it. I'm completely over it. Because, the movie's so good, but yeah. even Mark Goldblatt said, like, yeah, we should have had the skull. You should have had the skull, but I'm over that because this movie is just your classic 1980s B action movie, and it 100%. is so much fun. Is it a good movie? No. no. Is it a great movie? Hell yes. Absolutely. It's so good. I love this movie. They almost gave the role of Frank Castle to Steven Seagal, which- I don't like it. I wouldn't have liked it. He as could much. do two sentences, and I don't appreciate. Also, that. Uh, Christopher Lambert was up. Was actually their first pick. That's fine. In case you wanted the Highlander version of the Punisher, <laughs> that's what I was hoping for. There can only be one Punisher, <laughs> and it's John Barenthal. I guess. <laughs> or Dolph Lundgren. He's Honestly, pretty great. If they brought back Dolph Lundgren to be the Punisher be in the MCU, I'd be like, good on you. Yeah, fine. This Weird is choice. Something but that you're go not going to see. You got, you got him to cross the picket line of DC to Marvel. Good on you. I mean, who doesn't? Everyone does. <laughs> Everyone does. Do you think that this holds up to the story of Frank Castle? Yeah, I do. Because Frank Castle's really just, my family's dead. Yeah. I need to I punish. Mean, what did they change? Instead of being in the military and a Vietnam vet, they made him an ex-cop. That's totally fine with me. Yeah. It, it checks out. Yeah, It feels a lot like a Max Payne situation, but- <laughs> That's true. This is okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it definitely works as a Punisher story. I guess I'm not going to beat around the bush with this one. Rotten Tomatoes, 1-100. What are you thinking? Ugh. 30. It's actually not bad. <laughs> it's got 18 reviews. It's a 28. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I want it to score, say though. higher. Audience score, though. 75. Yeah, that's it's 32. What are you doing? <laughs> Come on. I, we saw this movie. I was hoping that the audience was like us and just could find enjoyment. Uh, No. No, that's not how the audience works. <laughs> what are we doing then? I don't know, man. <laughs> We're doing the same things that the monsters on Amazon.com are doing. What did they do? They didn't do much. There's only 551 reviews on this movie. It is a 4.4 out of 5. Everything seems to be through the roof. Even for a, a quote-unquote bad movie, the reviews are still really high. The thing about this movie is like it's one you have to seek out, so I feel like the people who have seen it, would rate it higher because they're more likely to watch a Punisher movie. I hope that everybody listening to this goes on YouTube and watches this movie because oh. it is so much fun in the best worst way. Exactly. It is just a joyride of nonsense and B-movie action. Right. And most of the time you forget it's a Punisher movie. <laughs> That's very true. I also, uh, an important thing to note is that everything is done with full contact in this movie. They're not pulling these punches and kicks. They're nope. actually hitting each other. Yep, it's great. And you can tell. Uh, these people are I mean, they still, not looking great. They still all said and done. add so many sound effects to it to make it seem oh, fake. Oh, it's crazy. But It's crazy. <laughs> but on Amazon.com, 73% are five star, 8% are one star. I do not have many Okay, for this one. All right. Most of the reviews on Amazon.com were because the region didn't match up with the DVD. Of course. Like this well, movie played in America, I guess. I guess that's what they were hoping for. Well, it did not. Right. <laughs> this movie released worldwide, except for where it was banned in Sweden and in South Africa. And How here. did it not get uh, shown in Sweden? Dolph Lundgren Dolph is Lundgren. Swedish. Yeah, but it was too violent. So Sweden was like, no, we don't want it. We Same. don't want this bork bork. <laughs> that's, how, that's exactly how they said it. Um, but in America, it was because 
Marvel Entertainment had just been purchased by some sort of Andrews group or something like that. Sure. And they were like, yeah, we don't have any interest in, in doing feature films for Marvel movies. <laughs> uh, what an uh, idiot. <laughs> the thing was already in the can, but they're like, no, nah, we're not going to release it. Nope, we're good. So they Thanks. went directed to film or direct to VHS like a year later with it. Jeez. And it finally got played at like uh, LA Comic Con and then eventually years and years later at a Dolph Lundgren festival, which was in like 2016. <laughs> And now it's on YouTube. And now it's on YouTube. And uh, man, I feel like this movie, it's tough though, because August of 89, it would have been following Batman. It would not have done great. Don't let it do great. It's not the same thing. But it would have done something. It would have done something. I would have seen this if I were old enough. Yeah, same. (laughs) If I I wasn't two and- and Right. Was allowed to go see movies that have the F word in several times and lots of murder (laughs) and blood. Exactly. From April 21st, 2018, absolutely horrendous. If you are looking for cheesy 80s, then this is great to watch. But if you're looking for a good Punisher flick, look elsewhere. This isn't coming from a random movie watcher. I have a Punisher tattoo on my body. Where else you can't you? be much more of a fan than that. So when I say it is lame, that says something coming from a major fan like me. I wanted to like this, but man, this was cheesy. I literally fell asleep a few times during it. I want to know what this person considers one of the good Punisher movies. Well, I want to know because it's like the Punisher is a cool logo. Yeah. And it's used by it's a, a lot of groups. Yes. And they don't give a shit about Frank Castle. If you tell those people like, oh, Frank Castle, would be like, fuck you. Who? What? No. <laughs> I like skulls. <laughs> I'm here to punish. Just because you have a tattoo doesn't make you a super fan, even though. Yeah. Brian's got a tattoo of Wawa. And he's a super I am fan. A super fan. <laughs> but I, I mean, that doesn't make you a super fan. And you know what? Your body's a good place for a tattoo if you're going to put a It'd tattoo. It'd be weird somewhere. if it was like, I have a tattoo of the Punisher ball. logo <laughs> on my wall. <laughs> that's that's sir, called a sticker. Sir, sir. that's <laughs> not a tattoo. I got a tattoo on my computer. <laughs> that's a, I Googled it. I downloaded it. That's a it's JPEG. My tattoo. Bud, that's a JPEG. I got a tattoo of the Punisher logo. <laughs> On the back of my car. That's a bumper sticker. <laughs> well, fuck you. <laughs> DC sucks. <laughs> there it is. There yes. It is. That's how that one ends. Yep. From March 9th, 2003, Dolph is easily one of the worst actors in the history of cinema. And this adaptation of the famous comic book Vigilante is about as accurate as Joel Schumacher's horrible <laughs> Batman sequels. <laughs> the Punisher movie is to the Punisher comic, what the Phantom Menace is to the Empire Strikes Back. Them's words. The, them's nothings. <laughs> because they compared the Punisher movie to the Punisher comic. So source material to the adapted material. Yep. That's fine. Yep. The Phantom Menace, which is the start of a new trilogy, the prequels. Right. To the Empire Strikes Back, the middle movie of a trilogy <laughs> that has nothing to do with that previous tri- It's like uh, comparing what? apples to oranges. Yeah, they're both fruit, but like, fuck, man. Fuck the trees, man. They grow off the trees, man. Films grow on trees. It's like comparing oranges and apples to Volkswagens. (laughs) Uh, Lemons. That's where you're going with it. Oh, my God. I didn't do that intentionally. Good. Boom. Good pull. Man. Good pull. Were you in ad classes, too? Because I was not. That Volkswagen lemon ad was all over our I got bourbon going through the brain right now, so we're golden. Damn. Yeah. Good Those, poll. The synapses are connected. That's the kind of like 
shit I would pull out and be like, nobody's going to get this reference. <laughs> so thank you. What I'm I feel to do. seen right now. The last one I have for The Punisher from December 23rd, 2009. This movie was absolute trash. I like the idea of having Dolph Lundgren as the Punisher. <laughs> and Louis Gossett Jr. was great in the movie like any other. The story was lamb. But the Punisher didn't even have the skull shirt. How gay. This movie oh sucked. God. I'm a major Punisher fan. Don't waste your time on this version. The Thomas Wayne version is the best. Thomas Wayne? Jane, oh. I, I'm in my own head, man. No, I thought that's on me. I was really hoping that they were like, Batman's dead. Better Punisher. <laughs> Please, if you have this version of the movie, before you watch it, wipe your ass with it and burn it. But then how do you watch it after? So many questions. <laughs> Wait, do I put it in the VHS and then rewind it after that? Uh, so it's probably a VHS copy or a DVD copy. I, it's 2009. It's probably a DVD. Yeah. Are you wiping your ass with the case or the disc? Oh, I hope case i think it's case yeah. but i'm not sure but then they also want you to like wipe your ass with then put it in right well first to you gotta light it. it on fire you gotta light it on fire <laughs> then put it in the dvd so, player or whatever that's gonna make the movie worse admittedly for sure like you might not even get anything out of it at that point no you might not like wow this is a really shitty stinky movie how gay 2009 style that dated this one so much <laughs> so much it's ridiculous um, yeah Apparently, you can get this movie on Blu-ray, but you have to get it from Australia. But the thing about Australian Blu-rays is that they are not location. When you flush them, they flush backwards. Exactly. So yeah. You, so you put it, you put it in the Blu-ray player, and it plays the movie backwards. The dingo That's ate the your problem. Blu-ray. Blu-ray spin the opposite direction. Australia. Everybody knows. Everybody it. knows that. It's gravity. It's science. Dolph Lundgren knows it. <laughs> He said it. He talked about it in his TED talk. It was all of thirty seconds. It was amazing. <laughs> he put together four sentences. Got a standing ovation. Uh, We're so proud of you, Dolph. It's in a movie, uh, Australia. Blu-ray spin, other way. <laughs> Brilliant. Ah, I can't believe it. There weren't just, there weren't that many for the Punisher in nineteen eighty nine. Nah, there I just mean, weren't. Nobody saw this movie. It makes sense. So, to honor Roger Ebert for his birthday month. Yeah. Last week, we talked about Citizen Kane. We did. We should not have done that. No. It's a movie we, we should, should never, never do that. talk about that. So I went the other way, and I looked up the list of the worst movies that Roger Ebert has ever seen that he put together. Oh, boy. And let's just say, I'm not off that Bruce Willis train yet. Oh. And it, it's nice that Mark Goldblatt edited Armageddon. Armageddon? <gasps> yes. <laughs> Give me one-star reviews for Armageddon. I don't want to close my eyes. On Rotten Tomatoes. Don't don't sing that because it's weird right, that right. there was the Animal Crackers and then the daughter. Say, my daughter's not in the room it's getting felt weird. up by Ben Affleck, so I should not sing ben that Ben Affleck, we're in the fortress, please. Mm. Little respect. I'm sorry. Thank I'm you. sorry. Mr. Wayne. <laughs> On Rotten Tomatoes, Armageddon has 38%. Critical score. It has a 73% audience score. That sounds about right. Yep, yep, yep. On Amazon.com, it has a 4.8 out of 5. Out of 3,000 ratings, 86% are five-star, 1% are one-star, because wow. nothing matters anymore. I mean, the movie's not terrible. It's watchable. It's very watchable. 4.8 with that many five-star reviews, maybe not. But- Well, let's find out why. Let's Yes. Let's hear these ones. From February 1st, 2004, easiest way to sum up this very, very bad film, it's a two-hour car commercial. Cue big stupid flag waving, cue big budget stars, cue overpowering musical score, 
all right, now explode stuff. Now stick Aerosmith Ballad format number three in there. Voila, <laughs> another gold-plated Bruckheimer poo. <laughs> oh, is that Ebert's review? That is not. <laughs> I've read Ebert's review on the show before because I absolutely adore it. Uh, Ebert has said of Armageddon that here it is at last, the first 150-minute trailer. Armageddon is cut together like its own highlights. Take almost any 30 seconds at random, and you'd have a TV ad. The movie is an assault on the eyes, the ears, the brain, common sense, and the human desire to be entertained. No matter what they're charging to get in, it's worth more to get out. The part that I've read on the show before is he says, Okay, say you do succeed in blowing up an asteroid the size of Texas. What if a piece of the size of Dallas is left? Wouldn't that be big enough to destroy life on Earth? <laughs> uh, not wrong. Not wrong! Not wrong. Not wrong. I thought they explained pretty well in the movie that if they blasted the right distance, that all the debris would, would go s- around it Earth. It would split around Earth very conveniently. would burn up in the atmosphere. They did say that, but even though they're, up, they're late at blowing up the asteroid, he was nothing spending, bad happens? He was spending too much time rubbing his jaw the whole movie. Oh, funny. <laughs> oh missed important plot points. That's it. It's like, boy, I feel... Shit, we said we weren't going to do that this month. <laughs> no, we... Uh, you're right. That's that's on us. Ah, that's and another, I just rubbed my jaw and just felt grateful. Movie. Like Thanksgiving this year. Oh, you go yeah, around the like, table. I'm what are you thankful for? for my jaw <laughs> that I can review movies every week. Brian, stop. He's going to pick another movie at the end of this episode. <laughs> exactly. Stop it. Okay, okay. From July 4th, 2017. Maybe it's supposed to be a farce. <laughs> Corny special effects bonanza about a band of anti-hero misfits who alone can save the world. Filled to bursting with a surfeit of mind-numbing action, bland cinematic tropes, and credulity-stretching characters and storylines. Mr. Thesaurus? It is, but it's also Mr. Suicide Squad. (laughs) That's a summed-up Suicide Squad. Yeah. How about that? I can hear Micah right now saying, why don't you rank your Suicide Squad movies? And he'd probably put Armageddon first in the (laughs) ranking. (laughs) Yeah. Rank the Suicide Squad movies. Okay, yeah. From August 23rd, 2013. Title. Willis Dies. Review. Come on, man. So he goes up to the rock thing and the thing doesn't blow up correctly, so he dies the end. That's not a review. That's a spoiler. <laughs> what are you doing? Also, spoiler alert for Armageddon. Didn't think we'd have to throw that in this I episode. I can't believe it. Didn't see that starting this way. Oh, uh, wow. Um, Is that the part they're upset about? I don't know. Willis died. I can't believe it either. Well, there you go. It's a twist. He's been dead the whole time. <laughs> Release the bay cut. Please. I don't need this Mr. Night Shyamalan garbage. <laughs> From November 5th, 2011. This is a streaming problem with this selection. You will not be receiving Armageddon, but rather The Rock with Nick Cage. That's a five star in my mind all day. The only reason I would be upset about that is if I really, really, really wanted to watch Armageddon, which uh, (laughs) that's never going to happen. I haven't felt that way since probably about 2006. You grew up. I'm proud of you. But now I kind of want to watch Armageddon. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. But not until they release the bay cut. Of Armageddon. Yes. What? It is the bay cut. It's fully the bay cut in Armageddon. No, I want the I want the actual bay cut. What would that entail? Uh, I don't know. Go back and recut it. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're doing now with every movie. You're right. It, it's gross. Whatever, whatever editor 
had their hands all over Armageddon. They fucked it up somehow. So I want the bank. I'm cut. sure the movie's better than it is. That the has st- to be the right. The studio execs got too involved, and they're like, "More Aerosmith," and Michael Bay was like, "No, more Lenslayer," and they're like, "More Aerosmith." And they had a whole fight over Lenslayer versus Aerosmith. Yeah. and the studio won. Obviously. Eventually, Liv Tyler came in and said, "I love my daddy and animal crackers in my pussy." <laughs> And then Michael Bay but was not, like, all right. But not at the same time. And the editor's like, that bitch, she, <laughs> I'm going to put them together at the same time because uh, Liv Tyler didn't want that. How dare she? Release the bay cut. Release the bay cut. <laughs> the last one I have for, Aeros- for Aerosmith. Jesus. <laughs> last for Armageddon. It might as well be Aerosmith in the movie. <laughs> from April 9th, 2010. Armageddon is in the running for worst sci-fi movie of all time. If not one of the top 10 worst movies in general. There is so much that is either factually wrong or just plain impossible here (laughs) that this is fantasy, not sci-fi. What? If you want truly entertaining futuristic fantasy, that is, devoid of any attempt to even hint at reality, watch The Fifth Element instead. (laughs) At least that film can laugh at itself and has some good lines. That's very true. Uh, Go listen to our Patreon. Please. I'm furloughed until October. Go listen to our Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, do that. Also, the second part of sci-fi, the FI, it stands for fiction. Wi-Fi. Wireless fiction. (laughs) Um, I think I just came up with a new name for my (laughs) Wi-Fi network. (laughs) You are welcome. But here's the thing. It's fun to hate on Armageddon, but you're taking yourself a little too seriously there. Right. Even the movie doesn't take itself seriously at all. That's true. We all know asteroids don't exist. Uh, There's the fiction. The the liberal media is trying. <laughs> yeah, I we've never been to space, believe it or not. So, uh, oh my fiction. god, that's so. F- I was just thinking about Armageddon like last week because I watched the first season of Space Force on Netflix, and spoilers, they kind of do a similar thing to Armageddon. I like it. There you go. Like, uh, let's send up some general contractors into space. Terrific. That's how the Death Star got built. We all know that. Exactly. We've seen clerks. Brian, let's give this thing a super stuff score. Let's give this thing a super stuff score. But first, this is an actual IMDb trivia fact. I can't stress to you enough how much I enjoy these. They're terrific. Sometimes they're a stretch. This one in particular, not a whole lot of reviews in this movie. The fact itself, fine on this one. The way it's written is a lot of fun, not fine. I think. Got it. At the beginning of the film, the newsreader states that Castle has killed 125 people as the Punisher, which happens off screen. Castle killed 60 people in the film. Adding the 60 to the 125 people he killed, it means Castle has killed 185 people (laughs) with Johnny Franco as his 185th victim. Were they just going for word count? Like Maybe. What is that? That's how they get paid on IMDb. We all know that. This person was like, teacher always said, show your work. (laughs) And that has been an actual IMDb trivia fact. I love it. Super stuff. As always, we start off with story and motivation. He wants revenge for his family. That's his motivation. And then the story is he uh, He doesn't want these kids to die. Right, which is an interesting little turn because he has to work with the guys who he's trying to kill. Right. To do it. I think it's a solid story. I think it's actually totally fine. I'm going to go 0.5. I think I would bump it up to a 0.75. Done. Sold. I was thinking about it and I felt dirty. I felt... Dolph Lundgren face sewer dirty. <laughs> yeah, not not stubble dirty. Literally hand-painted on makeup dirty. <laughs> Hero. He saves the day. He kills. He does everything he needs to do. He does a lot of 
not so heroic things along the way. But it's part of his character. But it, it's 100% he's part of his character. He's an anti-hero. Until right. he's actually a proper a hero. vigilante up until he's saving innocent children, which is pretty heroic. Yeah. One? Gross. I don't feel good about it either, but... Uh, I'm going to let it have it. I feel so Ooh. gross right now. Honestly, though, that's kind of the feel of this movie. <laughs> it is a very gross movie in the best way. Villains. She is so evil. She's so evil, and she's so good at it, and it's oh, believable the God. whole time, and she's ruthless. What are we doing? What's happening right I'm going to go one. What's I, happening right now? It's a one. Uh, this movie is, hold on, parents. We got a zero. We got his, cool. That was close unless one. it's the parents of his kids, in which case it's a point five. We're not doing that. You know how it works. Dead. Nope. We do the parents of the hero zero. Wait. What about children? Nope. We've. I mean, we've we've established nope. that somebody very close to you has to die to become a superhero. I don't see why children cannot be a stand-in for parents. So you want to flip the script a little bit because that is definitely the Punisher's origin in this movie, at least. I don't know if it's the actual origin, is it? It is. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Basically, so, his wife and his hmm. kids, and hey, they witness a murder, and then the mob I've knocks never really, off his I've family. I've never read Punisher, because it's boring to me. It's just a guy with guns. It is a guy He's... with guns, but it's a guy with guns out for vengeance. Oh, okay. It's If you read the comics like they're a B-80s movie, it's very good. I might do that from now on. <laughs> if you want to substitute- We don't have to. It, no, I know it goes it makes sense. Rules, it makes but... sense to do it, though. Because usually it is parents. Right. Because that's just- Because it's a trauma it's, that turns you trope. into a superhero. That's what it is. It's a trope. Yeah. That's what we leaned on. But with the Punisher, he obviously can't- His is uh, the family, so it's obviously the wife and the kids. Right. So I'm okay flipping the script on this one, and I hate you for <laughs> making a good argument on that. Let's do a one. A one. Who cares at for this point? family. Jeez. Female characters. She's amazing. Lady Tanaka is so good. Kim Miori. Um Nancy Everhart's terrible. Awful. Awful. And those are the two. Oh, no. We also uh, get the, Zaska Elise, who plays Tanaka's daughter, girl. who doesn't even have a name in the movie, but she kicks a lot of ass. I'm going to go point five. I think that's that's safe. Nancy Everhart sucks that hard. That she's, she does pull it down. She's not good. She doesn't but do anything. Lady Tanaka, uh, Kim Miori, is so good. Point five is right. Setting. There it is. We're going to bring it down here. Uh, I'm going to go definite zero. It's, yeah. Starting at zero. It'll end at it's, zero, I think. It's zero. Uh, where is this? They never even say, like, hey, I'm the Punisher. It's New York. Huh? I'm in the sewers. <laughs> right. Let's get a pizza. Nothing. No. It's, Fine. Uh, they got a Seattle map. They've got Coney Island. Fine. Style and tone. Is the 80s a style? <laughs> but even then, it doesn't even, even fulfill then, it's it. Even like the opening credits are, like, 70s. I'm going to so. go uh, point. Two five, yeah, just because they keep that grittiness throughout the whole movie. That's really all that sticks. Is it grittiness or is it just laziness? <laughs> it's nineteen eighty nine. That's it's, what it is. It's we're gonna make it gritty because we don't know how to make it good. <laughs> right. Let's go. Uh, it's either zero or point two five. I th- I'm fine with point two five because it does have a tone. Deal. Music. Horrible. I have no it's idea so what's happening bad. with his music. <laughs> it feels so out of place. It feels like The Evil Dead. It feels like a horror movie. It doesn't belong here. It's just someone fell asleep on a synthesizer, and whatever noises came out, that's what it is. Yeah. It's funny, because uh, the composer was Dennis Dreef, who is actually, he's not really a composer. He's an orchestrator and a conductor, but he's worked with like John fucking Williams and Hans fucking Zimmer and Elliot fucking Goldenthal. 
but he can't put something together no. himself. This is it's so. I was waiting for you to say like he's a he's a conductor, but like a train conductor, <laughs> <laughs> like because that's how bad. Well, this it's is. like Mitch Hedberg has a joke where like he talks about how he's he's a comedian, but people always ask him, "Can you write comedy?" He's like. Oh, you cook. Can you also farm? <laughs> this guy's a conductor. Why are you making him do the score for your movie? Doesn't make sense. It's bad. It's not good. That's going to be a zero. One-liners. There's a couple of goodies in this. I feel like there's a couple, but I can't remember them right They're now. They're kind of throwaways for the most part. I feel like this is one of those movies that has like good lines in the moment, but they just are not sticky enough. Yeah. Well, the problem with all the one-liners that Dolph Lundgren gives is they're actually monologues. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to go zero because yeah. they're monologues, not one-liners. Exactly. Unfortunate. And then we have ugh, impact on the genre. Holy crap. So I'm looking at Brian's cheat sheet, and this movie costs an estimated $9 million to make. Yes. And worldwide gross is question marks. We don't know how much money it made. <laughs> we have no idea how much money it made. It did open worldwide. There was no U.S. gross. There was no opening weekend. It is a Marvel movie. It is. It is executive produced by Stan, Stan Lee. Lee. It's one of the first. I'm, it's the second Marvel movie. I'm going to go .25 and just call it a day. Out of respect for Stan, .25. That's going to give The Punisher, 1989, <laughs> a total I'm comfortable with that. I'm actually personally okay with that. I'm totally cool with that. That's awesome. This movie kicks ass. I love it. Go, it's so Go watch it fun. if you want to have a good time. Yeah. Or if or, go watch it if you don't have a good time. Or if you hate yourself, you'll probably also find parts of this where you're like, oh, perfect. Totally get it. <laughs> uh, I hate myself even more now for watching it. I'm about to hate myself a lot. Yeah, because you're going to ask me. Brian. Yeah. So Roger Ebert is to give us a movie to watch for next week. He sure does. Oh, I'm so ha- I get to pull out the Ouija board in person this oh, week. Oh, great. I can't wait. Rest our hands on each other. And and <laughs> let it guide us to whatever movie it's going to be. The planchet is moving. What has Roger Ebert's ghost hand selected for us for next week's episode? Next week, we are going to be talking about Darkman. It finally happened? It finally happened. Oh, wow. We got Darkman from 1990, directed by Sam Raimi. Feel my nipples. <laughs> feel them, feel <laughs> oh, them across this oh, table. Those, those are hard. Yeah, this is- Wow. Very, very excited. I've talked about the Evil Dead a number of times this episode, so this is... He's listening. It's proof he's listening. It's definitely not our hands on this. It is Roger Ebert's. That is weird. Dark Man. I've never seen it. Finally. And with him working on Doctor Strange right now, this is perfect. Oh, man. Everything's coming together. This is the best. Everything's coming up, Raimi. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, be sure to rate, review, subscribe on your various podcast listening platforms, whatever they may be. You can like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also check us out on Patreon, where we're doing exclusive not-so-super movies and our episodes of Batman Animation and The Pull List, where we talk about Batman the Animated Series and comic books. Comic books! Which is super appropriate. How about that? (laughs) Not just regular appropriate, super appropriate. Super appropriate. You can also send us an email if you have any questions, comments, or stories, opinions all of that nonsense. The links are at the bottom of our website, kpodcasters.com. Site's awesome. Brian just added a whole thing of countdowns for all the movies coming up. It's amazing. I've added a whole bunch of Easter eggs to that site the last week, actually. So Go find go them Go check all. it out. So I guess we're going to see you next week for Darkman. Same pod time. Same pod. Bork, 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 bork.
So, Dave, that's The Punisher from 1989. What do you think happens after the credits? What I think happens after the credits is it kind of switches POV a little bit after the whole end scene where the Punisher comes and throws the knife across the room and hits the Yakuza lady in the forehead and she drops all Dedekins and then Tommy's like, I can't kill you. I'll learn to kill you or whatever it does. And the camera's going to stay with Tommy from now on. And Tommy goes out on the roof and he's trying to like, sort of his life. He's like, my dad died. I watched a man knife a guy from real far away and he carves in his forehead. We're going to keep the darkness. He carves a bullseye (laughs) into his forehead. He says, I'm going to learn to throw knives real good. And then he starts becoming Irish. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Slowly but surely. It's a bullseye origin story. Damn. Yeah. That's a little bit dark. Fits the tone. You got a child carving into yeah. his forehead with a knife. But Crazy, yeah, right? No, I see it. You're building a universe. I, I appreciate that. It's the pre-MCU. <laughs> Gotta start somewhere. Brian, what do you think happens? We cut to a boardroom. And on the screen, there's a, there's a person like, yeah, but what are you going to do if like something bad happens? And you go, they pan across the boardroom table. And sitting at the end is David Hasselhoff. <laughs> and he's like, I have a team that I'm assembling. And he pulls out these manila envelopes. And he throws them on the table. It's got Bill Bixby and Howard the Duck and <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. And he's like, they're the Avengers, kind of. <laughs> the knock-on Avengers. We're BMCU, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we got to make this work until 2008. 